Hello, I'm Shelley Mitchell. Welcome to my podcast, Between Cut and Action. I'll be speaking with performing artists about how they keep themselves inspired between gigs and what they do to stay focused on set between cut and action. Welcome to Between Cut and Action. I'm Shelley Mitchell, and my guest today is dancer and actor Nick Baga. Nick is one of Hollywood's best-kept secrets in plain sight. You've seen him in La La Land and Hairspray. You've seen him on Glee, Dancing with the Stars, The Voice, Oprah, Ellen, Conan. And Nick has opened the Golden Globe Awards with Jimmy Fallon and toured the world twice with Justin Bieber. Nick is also a teacher, and he's designed a line of clothing called Lycos Life. Lycos.life is how to find it online. Nick and I sat down and talked about what it's been like to maintain an 18-year career in the entertainment industry, how he made it through COVID, how he spends his time between gigs, and what he does to focus on set between cut and action. What does a person like you do between cut and action okay. on the big scale in the in the days and, and weeks between jobs and then on set when when you really do have to wait right there in the moment wow. um, can you tell us what you what 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 keeps you focused what what keeps you going well well it's a big question <laughs> all okay. of that is really big okay um you know, uh, I've been in Los Angeles 18 years. It's mm-hmm. been a long ride. And a lot of times there was a lot of gaps between jobs or really long gaps between jobs. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to learn how to keep motivated during those gaps and not feel like I was doomed and my career was over and to stay positive and stay excited and enjoy that downtime to keep preparing and focusing towards what I do want to do. Um, so I'm, I'm not exactly sure what it is that I do now. I mean, I haven't worked in a year because of the pandemic. So all I've been doing is this stuff to take care of myself, to feel as good as possible and to feel as whole as possible, not dependent on what jobs I'm doing, where so much of my life, the jobs are what made me feel whole. Um, so it's kind of been, I guess it's something that we're always navigating. And I, as I grow and as I change what I do between cut and action might change. But right now I think it's finding ease with myself and really trying to learn to be myself, love myself and, and stay motivated, um, in the direction of my dreams even when I don't see them at my doorstep, you know, to keep that, that focus and that, that foresight and the patience. And yeah, it can be challenging at times, but I've, I've learned to discipline myself, whether it's how I eat. I've, I've, I've taken a lot of time to dive into all my disciplines. I think that's what I do between cut and action is I challenge every discipline and every habit 
And now I'm at a place where I feel like I have a lot of them under control. And so I try to eat well. I try to stay fit. And, you know, as a dancer, it's very important to just be ready and be able. So I'm constantly like working on my body, doing like two activities a day where I can sweat and really, you know, get my heart pumping. Um, and now since I've met you, Shelly, I've been just doing more self-work where it comes to where it comes to really enjoying myself, learning to enjoy myself and enjoy where I am, knowing where I want to go, but not feeling like I need to hurry up and get there. It's okay to be where I am. It's okay to be content in the moment, even though I have goals. And um, that's kind of been my exploration lately. And you've really helped me spearhead that. Mm -hmm. And um, and yeah, you can help throw in questions and no, help me elaborate. Well, well I think, um, you know, uh, your level of discipline and ability to uh, sculpt your body, sculpt your movement, sculpt yourself is uh, a really high level, you know. And uh, uh, I think today, in, in, in the world today, people, we have this conversation of wellness. Yeah. We have uh, this conversation of um, to, to lead a meaningful life. Yeah. And not everyone in the world is wanting to be a performer. Yeah. Not everyone in the world is, is wanting to dance or able to dance at the level that you do. But everyone in the world wants to live a meaningful life. And I think that, um, uh, when, uh, uh, performing artists, because that's kind of my wheelhouse, yeah. uh, um, get it in their heads as children or as young people that they want to do that. Um, the things that they're thinking, the things that they're doing, the adjustments they're making toward this very um, uh, visible goal of having an audience uh, respond. I'm not even saying like you. Have, being something where an audience responds to you, um, it brings out uh, so much of that same conversation of wellness and and that that anyone wants. But I think for performers, um, we're we're very specifically uh, aspiring toward it. So I think that 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 that's what the nature of this podcast is, is to, um, uh, take what, what, what has been uh, motivating us and speak about it where, uh, people who are not, uh, performers can maybe get nuggets of inspiration okay. for, for uh, their own journey journey. And for that's it. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, Okay, well, now that you said that, I can, it helps me to kind of dive in more. So, I shared you, I shared with you a video recently uh, that I stumbled across, and it really took hit home for me because discipline, you know, we think of as a parent is disciplining us, or we think it's like something that we need to dread. 
But being a dancer and being somebody, I loved ballet class and jazz class. I loved going through the pain of growing to get better. And this 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 term, discipline, and that that is what it is with me. I I love learning new things and seeing how I can implement that into my life and challenging myself. And I find joy in that. Where some people could say, "Oh, you're going to work out, or you're going to go to this acting class, and you're going to do this, and you're going to don't you just want to sit down and enjoy your day?" But that is what I enjoy doing. I enjoy challenging myself to grow and challenging myself to become. The best self I can, and so it's it's not a, a it's not a negative thing when I say discipline. It's the joy of it. So to become a great dancer, you have to love those sweaty long nights of being in the dance studio all day, and a teacher telling you your lines are off, and being in the mirror and seeing where you need to improve and you need to grow. You need to you need to fall in love with that. Where some people find that challenging because they think they're being too hard on themselves. But if I'm not hard on myself, I will not be able to get to that next level. And uh, I really just find so much joy with challenging habits and, and, and I find a discipline with, with acting. Um, you've taught me, so Shelly has been my coach for the past two years, but really reminding me that it's not even about the jobs that we do. It's about the learning and the growing and the diving into the character—you have to want to walk in those shoes, if uh, and and be whatever that role is or whatever the character is that you're reading. You have to love the the process of growing into that person. And if you don't love that process, but you want the end result, it it really doesn't mesh. How it doesn't make sense. So. Same with the dancer. If a ballet dancer didn't love being in the studio every day and churning out her legs and holding her posture a certain way and knowing she's going to be sore and having to foam roll and stretch the next day, you have to find the love in that, or else you can't get to the next phase.、Mm. You will always just be at the phase of loving what it looks like to be great, but not being able to be there because you're not stretching to that level. You're not pushing. You're not climbing.、Mm. It's it's like going to the gym. But lifting a weight is hard and it hurts, but there's a joy in pushing and knowing that you get that resilience and seeing the small incremental change gives you those、mm-hmm. little boosts of, whoa, I can do it.、Mm-hmm. You know, I can push myself and、mm-hmm. and and falling in love with that incremental change and and falling in love with the plateaus where you're giving the same level of effort, not seeing any results, and then one day, boop, you get a little bit. Of of a glimmer of hope, or you see a slight bit of improvement, and then once again you're at the next plateau,、mm-hmm. you know. And、mm-hmm. and and I'm in love with I'm in love with learning to master everything in my life. I want to I want to master it all. I I surfing. I, I'm a surfer, or I call myself a surfer. I'm an okay surfer. But when I started to learn to surf, it reminded me how much I love dance. Because eight years ago I started to surf and I had to become a beginner again. And in, in order to do anything, if learn anything new, you have to be okay to be a beginner. You can't be embarrassed at being a beginner because you have to start. But I would. It took so long, and you and you learn one little thing, and then that's as far as you get for a while. And you keep trying it, but then the waves are always different. That every everything else around you, the circumstance keeps changing. So it takes a while until that one little. 
step that you learned becomes second nature. And then you move on to the next step. And and it just reminded me how long I've been dancing and how second nature dance is in my body. And that then made me approach surfing with more discipline and more discipline. And now I've improved exponentially once mm. I kind of made that shift. Mm. But, no, that, that, but, no, that, that's it. But I, I love that. And, 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 you know, in life, it's so funny, you know, of course... I have so many people I love and so many friends and, and, but my favorite thing to do is to challenge these habits and these disciplines and to grow and mm-hmm. into the self. Like I learn new tricks about what to eat or want to try fasting these certain days and all this stuff where to some people who haven't even begun the journey of self-discipline, I seem crazy, but I'm so far down the journey where I keep finding these incremental like surprises of their gifts, like and knowing that the willpower and the strength inside myself, it's, it's like I find new ways to reaffirm belief in myself Mm -hmm. often by uh, throughout all of these different trades and practices. And, um, and it's, it's, I think where I find my greatest joy. Wow. Wow. That was amazing. (laughs) That was amazing to, to experience watching you (laughs) try to discover it. No, but, but it's, and it's so true because, um, you know, where I, in the feedback I get from people and the work I'm doing now and that we've shared is I can look at a script and quickly, very quickly weave together a, um, a sense of its North Star. Yeah, it's a amazing. <laughs> it is amazing how she can do this. But to me, it's like, I, 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 it's kind of like I have night goggles on yeah. that I just see. I don't know. I really couldn't tell you how. But the same thing is what I, with the young people I work with, uh, I, I, I'm suggesting they read Chekhov. I'm yeah. suggesting they read Ibsen. And they say, oh, yeah, I had to read that in school. I mean, for me, I didn't read that stuff in school. I read that um, to sustain me when I was 19, 20, 21, 22. I mean, reading Ibsen was transcendent. And uh, maybe because of the generation I come from, I could had a feel for the uh, 19th century. I had a feel for where we were in modern culture now and what modern was back then you know and 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 so i really wanted it and and so same same kind of what you're saying with your body and movement uh this thought i guess um it it, it wasn't discipline i wasn't making myself read it to well you got to think when you bring up Chekhov or ibsen mm-hmm. there's a reason they withstood the test of time right <laughs> but when it gets mixed into school people's idea of school they dread going to school so even though it might have been something that could have captured them Uh at a young age because it's combined with something where it's like oh school uh, it's homework you know they didn't even approach it with those eyes of maybe there's a gem in here that could change my life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know And, and it's just where it's presented and how it's presented and and um, oh no i get that i i, I actually uh i did go to nyu mm. and uh, i did take a couple of extracurricular classes and one of them was class on Chekhov. i thought well let's go check this out i couldn't even sit in the room i couldn't listen to the way that this 
a person teaching the class, you know, bless them that they 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 were keeping the conversation alive. But I guess what got to me is they were speaking about Chekhov as if they were excluded from the kind of drama that was in a Chekhov play. That's uh, the beauty of Chekhov is that it hits a nerve that, that when you see it or read it, that he's he's hit that universal nerve. And so it just, I couldn't handle it. Uh, maybe it's because of the way I'm wired, but I couldn't handle that this person was talking about Chekhov like it was a in a Petri dish or something. Yeah. I thought, how do you talk about that as if you're not somehow in, in that soup yourself. Well, even for me, you know, I've been in Los Angeles so long. I've studied with all different types of acting teachers and stuff, but your excitement of the richness in these old plays uh, is a magic that I didn't, that nobody else was pointing out to me or even that spark wasn't hitting with me with other people, but it's because you so see it and feel it and it's so tangible for you where even a lot of LA it just turns into a money system and the way they teach or whatever where they're forgetting about the magic of why oh yeah why, why theater exists why did Chekhov write this play what is yes he, what yes. is he trying to say not even about getting a job or anything but like why do we read these because they move us yes you know? yes and so I think you are somebody who you want your soul to be stirred and mm -hmm. you're so great at like pointing out to all of us, like mm -hmm. why I don't know. And so the, I think learning these things and the, or reading them or being introduced to them by the right people uh, is very important. Unless I don't know. Yeah, no, I I I I hear you, and I think you know just to come full circle, you know, the spirit of Chekhov is not dead, and I think for me. Uh, some of the limited series on TV now, what's coming up from Amazon and Netflix, and I'm not plugging them because I have no relationship to them yet. <laughs> yet, Soon. but um, but the the deep exploration uh, with a kind of um, uh, fearlessness that you don't see on network TV. Yeah. Uh, really hits that same part of me where there's a kind of satisfaction in the way that um that that these limited series on TV are unpacking yeah. the the truth of the human experience where w w so that that I I feel like you know uh, uh the business side they may not understand what their artists are doing, yeah. but they're at least making a platform where they can do stuff. And letting them create. And it's is... much more expanded than, than like, like when I grew up, the shows were uh, All in the Family. Yeah. All in the Family was, was a comedy, but boy, was it going for the truth. Boy, was it. And I don't even know if you know All in the Family, I've... what I'm talking about. Yeah. But, um, but there were some movies and some shows, like everything that Mike Nichols, the director, put his hands on. It was that was church for me. As a as a 16, 17, 18 year old, if a Mike Nichols movie was coming out, that was what people I think expect when they go to church on Sunday. That that was the <laughs> the, the sermon. Yeah. And um, so so uh, uh, theater and 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 dramatic art. Uh, has truly been my 
my guidance system. So, so yeah. So, um, there we go. You know, another tidbit I want to say, um, you know, so I am, as we announced, I'm a dancer. I've had a long time career as a dancer and dance is, you know, a bit different than doing a dramatic, dramatic work. Um, because a lot of times dance is there to uplift, right? And I just, because of the title of the between cut and action, I want to share that my dance career changed when I, I, you know, as a performer, you get, you get that buzz and that high from that direct energy exchange, especially if you're on a live stage, you see the audience, you feel that. And of course I love dancing and performing, but I also love that energy exchange. Um, but I've done a lot of film and TV and you don't feel that you don't know who's watching or when they're going to watch. And so a lot of times you go, you wait around all day. A lot of times they, I'm just going to say, they don't treat dancers the best in LA. We're paid the least. We're treated not well. And they want us to bring everything alive when at the drop of a dime. And so we'll be on set for 12 hours or something. And then you come and then you need to dance and then you're done. And you don't get that, that fix. And so at a certain point of my life, I decided, you know what? I need to get that fix on the job. I need to inspire everybody I'm working with. I need to make everybody around me have fun in rehearsal, have a good time. When we're not shooting between takes or when we get long breaks, keep everybody's energy up and keep, I just, I took that on as a way for me to get that high of performing on every job. And when I did that, my whole career changed and all the jobs that I dreamed to do came to me. And so when it wasn't just about me anymore and doing this job and it became about all of us, because if we all have a better time, the product is going to end up better regardless. So, um, yeah, I just want to throw that out there because, you know, a friend of uh, me and my friend, we have, we went and got matching gold tattoos. It says gold. Uh, and there's a whole story behind it, but we were on the show Glee a whole bunch. Um, I was on the pilot and then I did every season of Glee and did the Glee tour. Um, and it was all great friends. I'm really, it was like family. But we would get there on set and, you know, they hire us to come and bring the light and be fun. But then the days are so long and we could feel ourselves get like negative. You know, for some reason, you just start complaining. You're like, oh, I'm tired. Oh, I want to do this. But for years, we had no job. So what, what are we complaining about? You know, that's a dancer joke is like, how do you get a dancer to complain? Give him a job. So, um, but we one day just said to each other, we were like, we got to stay gold. We got to stay gold. And so after rehearsal, we were like, let's go get gold tattoos. And we went and got gold tattoos. Let me see it. Let me see it. Oh, right. Oh, my God. So me and... That's amazing. Me and Casey I'm Money so got it. so sorry. Yeah. I'll put it as a pic. I, I should <laughs> take a picture of it. Okay. But, but it's just a reminder, wow. you know, like to... to Sometimes we want to be in movies because we want to inspire the world, right? But then we forget about the people right next to us. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and, and a lot of times the people right next to us, I care more about than the people I'm never going to meet that see it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's just remembering that. And, and when I put that into my mind and my career, it just, it's all changed. And, and all my relationships from work are way richer than they were the earlier parts of my career when I was still just wanting to show how good I was and how great I was when it turned into, I want to help make this project its greatest. Mm. It shifted. Wow. 
Yeah. Wow. So we we have to go now. Okay. And uh, <laughs> our I have to go. Uh, and uh, but this, my God, Nick, this has been amazing. Yeah. I am. I hope. I hope pressing record worked because it, I, I believe it did. It did. Okay. And let me just say before we finish okay. that meeting you has been one of the greatest gifts of my life, and wow. I love you so much, and I've learned so much from you. So. Thank, thank you. Thank you for saying that. All right. Well, um, we will have another podcast uh, soon. Uh, and uh, thank you all for listening. And um, bye-bye for now. Onward. <laughs> Onward. <laughs> thank you for listening to Between Cut and Action. Our theme music was composed and performed by Litha Ashforth. You can learn more about this episode at our website, between cut and action.com. Until next time, onward we go.